Hello and welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I'm Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy, Rocky Magana. Rocky, the Kansas City Chiefs advance to the divisional round to take on the Buffalo Bills next Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Kansas City time after an absolutely dominating win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs started out slow. It was a sluggish start and what inevitably wound up being a weird play where Daryl Williams fumbled the football and it was a handoff from McCole Hardman for whatever reason. They were just trying to get something going early offensively in this game. And then TJ Watt returned it for a touchdown and that woke the Chiefs up, Rocky. It finally woke the offense up in a way I feel like we've been chasing all season long. Like we've been chasing this kind of perfect efficient performance. I know they dominated the Steelers just a few weeks ago, winning that game 36 to 10, but it felt like even in that game where they were totally in control the entire time, like they left things on the table, right? Like there was some miscues and some misthrows and stuff by Patrick Mahomes in that game. And it feels like we've been chasing this kind of like chiefs esque offensive explosion all season long. And you get it in the playoffs. It's an incredible feeling. And you you can't come away from this game not being thrilled. Obviously, you want to see them dominate, but it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we talked about it all week long. Like, this is what you should do against this team. You should just go out there and try to score 100 points and totally dominate them so there's nothing left to doubt uh, about this team headed into the divisional round. And the debate about, you know, whether the Steelers should even be in the playoffs, like, we don't need to get into that. They're not a good offensive team. They're not a good football team. This is what the Kansas City Chiefs should have done in this game. And it took them a few series to get going. But once they got going, they absolutely dominated. So we're on to Buffalo, Rocky. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's do it, man. Yeah, we're on to Buffalo. And, you know, I mean, it, the Chiefs came out and it looked like they were trying to play things a little close to the vest in the beginning. Like almost like Andy Reid didn't want to show all of his cards in this game unless he had to. And then that that interception by Mahomes happens. You know, and we have a player who's going to be doing no look passes like that. Things are going to happen. Um, he needs to he needs to check his trailer, his trailing players though, in those plays to make sure that doesn't happen. But it seemed like at that moment, Andy Reid and Mahomes and some of the other stars on the team just said, "All right, enough's enough. We need to stop playing with our food and just you know put this mouse down and just move on to next week." And that's exactly what they did when they decided to flip the switch and turn it on. You know, the thoroughbreds came out and they. And they ran rampant up and down the field. And I mean, the hats off to the defense, you know, for, you know, dominating a very, very bad offense early on and covering up for that slow start. Cause the last thing you want to do in any playoff game is let a bad team think that they have a reason that they deserve to hang around and that they're in the same class as you. Cause this Steelers team is not in the same class as this Chiefs team. And they had no business hanging around in the first quarter until the Chiefs finally, you know, decided to like just put the put their pedal down and just and just you know take off. So you know we've seen this team have their ups and downs offensively all season long, but one thing that they have been doing lately is like starting off well and, and finding a way to score on that opening drive. And the Andy Reid opening scripts have been just money for this team kind of down the stretch this season. But they started slow and just stagnant and felt like they were kind of trying to play things safe. And we talked about that a little bit on show NBK this week where it felt like coming in coming into this game, you knew you could dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you kind of assume the Chiefs, oh, maybe we want to play it a little safe going into this one, knowing that we're likely taking on the Buffalo Bills, who were absolutely lights out against the New England Patriots on Saturday and looked absolutely incredible. Josh Allen just went nuts. Their offense looked totally unstoppable. And so you think coming into this game, maybe they should save something. Maybe they should they should play it safe a little bit, knowing that you can beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team with like a C-level effort. And I think that's kind of how they started this football game, those first few drives, like thinking, we don't need to totally unwrap this thing. We don't need to bust everything out. Let's just kind of try to play it safe, make sure we we get a couple touchdown lead, and we'll go from there, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. And then the T.J. Watt touchdown happens, and it's like Andy and Pat were like, all right, 
screw it. Let's go. Let's go. Let, let, let's just, let's just uncork this thing and let's put up points and let's score. And let's just leave no doubt in anybody's mind. And that's exactly what they did. Like Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdown passes in a record breaking amount of time in an NFL football game, not just a playoff game, like any NFL football game ever. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdown passes in a faster amount of time than anybody has ever done that. And that's what the Chiefs offense, like I feel like that's what we've been chasing all season with this team because we're like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Famers, improved offensive line, and it doesn't really matter who's at running back. We'll talk about Jarek McKinnon, who was absolutely fantastic tonight. But this was finally the performance I feel like we've been looking for throughout the entire regular season. And even though it was against an inferior opponent in the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just needed to know that it was there. I just needed to know that they could flip the switch like we talked about a ton in the week leading up to this game, that they could just do it when they wanted to do it, and they did it. And so now I've got all kinds of confidence in this team that I didn't necessarily have coming into the playoffs because we've been kind of chasing this performance all season. So I'm happy that Andy just said, screw it. Tight end touchdown pass. Nick Allegretti touchdown. Let's just go. Let's just put up 100 points and, and not worry about it. We'll figure out what we need to do next week once we get into once we get back into the practice facility and we'll figure out what we need to do against Buffalo tomorrow. Well, yeah, and when he decided to open up the playbook, he didn't just crack the playbook open. I mean, he opened the whole dang thing and just said, all right, here we go. Travis Kelsey's going to throw a touchdown pass. We're going to dial up the Joe Valerio special from back in the Schottenheimer days, you know, and we're going to throw a pass to the big man, Nick Allegretti. Um, you know, even even the the uh, underarm pass to uh, Jerry McKinnon had a little bit of, you know, misdirection, you know, in it. You know, you think at some point the teams are going to start looking for that that underhand pass, but it fools them every single time. Like Andy just has a knack for when to dial up that play. Um, and, you know, with Mahomes, it's one of those things where when you have a, a guy who's a championship caliber player, and we're not talking about a guy who's wins like one championship. We're talking about these type of guys. So the Joe Montana's, you know, the Peyton Manning's, you know, in other sports like the Michael Jordan's, the LeBron James's, those types of guys, they may make mistakes early in the game, but when it's time to put the team on their back and just say, okay, it's done. We're, we're done playing around. We're not going to let these guys, you know, get any closer to us. We're not going to let them think that they deserve to play with us. I'm, I'm ending it. I'm just ending this right now, and I'm just going to put them down. You know, that's what those guys do, and that's what exactly the type of performance that Patrick Mahomes had today was one of those types of games where when you look back, you know, on postseason play, you know, 10 years from now, you know, when he's when he's – ending you know getting towards the end of his career you know you're going to be saying like man you remember in in 2021 you know when he came out through five touchdown passes you know and just put the team on his back and just said you know what big ben i'm sorry like i gotta end your career right now like you know respect namaste go with god into the sunset but your career is over bro you know i'm sorry it's time to put you down you know you're an old horse so uh, got this comment from uh, from a listener, and I- I've got this play queued up from Travis Kelsey, and I-, I tweeted out immediately after this, like, "Oh, Andy's just being rude now. Like, like Andy's just being awful. Would you tee up a tight end touchdown pass in a playoff game against an offense that you know can't do anything against you, and a team that you know probably shouldn't be in the playoffs?" and you know, wouldn't if they didn't expand the playoff field, but this play was fantastic. I kind of wish they would have saved it for next week against Buffalo, but it was still fantastic to see. So let's check out Travis Kelsey throwing his first playoff touchdown. Mahomes becomes a decoy. Kelsey's going to throw a touchdown. Kelsey to Pringle. What I love about that play, Rocky, is that Mahomes was there as a total decoy. And I would imagine when they go into practice and they do that play, Andy Reid's like, don't ever throw it at Pat. Don't ever, don't ever throw that football at Pat. But he was wide open and he was saying, I'm open. I need that ball. He wanted it bad. And I kind of wish Kelsey would have thrown it to him a little bit, but still incredible play call Andy Reid was just totally in his bag tonight after those first few series once the Chiefs said screw it we're rolling 
we're not playing around with this anymore. We are trying to score points and end this thing early. They did that. And it was really nice to see because we haven't seen that from the chiefs in a while. I feel like this season, like even during their big offensive performances throughout the regular season, you still came out of those games thinking like there was more there. There was more they could have done. There was, you know, a, a third down drop or a miscue by Pat or, you know, he just overthrew somebody who was wide open that could have been a long touchdown. All the explosive plays were there tonight. And it helps going against an inferior opponent. And this certainly isn't like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense of old or anything like that. Like their defense has been torched by a lot of offenses this season. But this is the type of performance I think that we needed to see from the Kansas City Chiefs because we've talked about it all year. The defense improving is incredible. And, and, it, and it's helped put you, I think, on a, a different trajectory than where you were early in the season when the defense was the worst defense in the NFL. It's certainly much better than that, even if it's still a, a little bit somewhere in between there. But they're going to win championships because of the offense. And uh, so to see them finally get into the postseason and say, okay, we're turning this thing on, we're kicking it into another gear, and to know that they could still do that because we talked a ton about how defenses are playing them this season and how the lack of explosive plays just haven't been there. Once they started going and once they started dialing things up, it was explosive play, explosive play, explosive play, like Hall of Fame ca caliber plays to Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, like the guys that you need to win you another championship and get you to another Super Bowl, those guys showed up and they were huge impact plays. And Andy Reid was just totally feeling himself tonight. I'm so happy for Chiefs fans. I'm happy for Kansas City. I, I'm happy for this Chiefs team, just in general, that we finally got to see them just open this thing up and say, screw it, we're just trying to outscore you and run you out of the building before halftime. I mean, I almost you almost gotta think that on the on the sideline when Andy Reid is like dialing up these plays, that he's just listening to Lizzo in his headphones the <laughs> entire time, just just you know flipping his hair back and feeling himself as he's dialing up these uh, trick plays, you know, to score touchdowns. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, Steve, I wish they would have thrown it to Mahomes on that play. Yeah, is it the smart play to throw it to Pringle? Yes. Was Mahomes open? Yes. Is that a little bit too much like the Philly special? Probably. Yes. That being said, I want to see Mahomes get a risk, get a touchdown reception there. You know, he was wide open. Is he going to catch it? Who knows? It was like I'm not going to sit here and nitpick and say that Pat, that the Travis Kelsey made the wrong decision because he threw it to Pringle. But let's be honest, we all kind of wanted to see Patrick Mahomes score, catch a touchdown pass. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty cool to see Travis Kelsey throw a touchdown pass. But yeah, it would have been cool to see him throw that to Patrick Mahomes. Although I feel like. I feel like the Nick Allegretti touchdown was like that. That was what we got like as fans. That was, you know, we love offensive linemen touchdowns. And so that was Andy Reid dialing something up. And, you know, Andy tries to kind of remain reactionless on the sidelines during these things. But that's the thing. And if you guys are listening to us uh, on our live stream or on the podcast page, you can listen to our postgame press conferences immediately following this episode. We'll have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and whoever they else they, they throw up at the podium after the Chiefs' big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But this is that kind of touchdown pass where Andy Reid, when he gets asked about it in his postgame press conference, he's going to have a little smirk when he talks about it. He's going to yeah. gonna have a little grin because he's going to be like, yeah, I've been saving that one. We've been practicing that one with Allegretti for a while. Well, he'll keep it himself for the moment and then throw for a touchdown. And there is Allegretti who comes in and lines up as an eligible receiver. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Andy Reid's a big guy. Andy Reid loves big guy love, you know, given given the opportunities to these guys. I, you got to imagine that in his playing career, Andy Reid probably wishes that he had himself as a coach and he could have had that play run to him at some point. And he's probably thinking to himself, you know what, Nick, you, you, you bring your work pal to, to practice every single day. You do everything we ask you, ask you to do, you know, we're just, we're just going to give you, we're going to give you a touchdown today, Nick, you've earned it. You've earned it. You've done great things for this team, you know? And I mean, I don't believe that this is all we've seen from the Andy Reid playbook. I mean, like, I don't think that he, that he runs that play, because he didn't have to. He didn't have to run that play. He couldn't help himself, 
but he didn't have to run that play today. And so there has either a he's setting up something else for next week, like a, like a different play off of that same formation, or b he's got something better in store that he didn't feel like he had to keep that in his back pocket because the game was already in hand at that point. Yeah, and I want to talk about Jarek McKinnon for a second here, where McKinnon was fantastic tonight. It's his second consecutive game where he's had a high impact for the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and he's just been fun. Like It feels like he's adding an element to the offense that I feel like we haven't had in a while with the Kansas City Chiefs, where he's legitimately, they're dialing up schemed passing plays for Jarek McKinnon. And then he's dynamic in the running game and coming into tr- or coming out of training camp headed into the regular season. A lot of us thought Jarek McKinnon was going to have a big role on this offense because of his versatility as a running back. Now I think if Clyde is healthy, Clyde is still undisputably the lead running back for this offense. And I would hope that some of those schemed passing plays Jarek McKinnon is getting we would see Clyde in that role because I think that Clyde can be utilized that way. The Chiefs just haven't done it that much. And I think that they are saving some of that for the postseason. But Jarek McKinnon's been fantastic. And Daryl Williams was clearly not healthy tonight. He was questionable coming into the contest and everything kind of leading up to kickoff. Once he was active, it was like, okay, well, Daryl Williams should have a role in this game. But leading up to it, he was limited all week in practice. And it seemed like, There wasn't a ton of optimism around him even playing in this football game. And so he was active and he had that, that fumble on that McCole Hardman handoff. And then I don't even know if he got another snap the rest of the game. I I don't recall seeing him the rest of the football game, but he didn't need to play because Jarek McKinnon was being so effective. And so now if you get Clyde in this divisional matchup against the Buffalo bills, if you get Daryl and he's healthy and everything that Jarek McKinnon's doing, Like all of a sudden, Andy Reid, you talked about everything that he did creatively, offensively tonight. And and I understand the worry that like the Chiefs kind of reached too far into the bag against an inferior opponent. And you're taking on this Buffalo Bills team that has been absolutely lights out lately and, and just absolutely dominant against the New England Patriots on Saturday. But all of a sudden you're talking about like, you got three running back options that you can scheme up a lot of stuff for. If you're Andy Reid, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Tyree kill Byron Pringle had a massive game tonight, stepping into that third wide receiver role. Like we've seen him do all season long. And Demarcus Robinson had a nice game. McCall Hardman had a nice game. Like everybody performed today. And I understand that Buffalo bills defense is better. They're a better football team overall, top to bottom, Buffalo is going to be a problem. Like this is going to be a really tough football game to try and advance to another AFC title game. But man, if Andy's going to be like this in the playoffs, if Andy's going to be dialing things up like this, it's hard for me to think there's a team in the AFC right now that can really challenge the chiefs in a real legitimate way. Yeah. I mean, if Andy's going to call game plays like this and Pat's going to make throws like this and the offense and the other, you know, the outlier players, you know, on the peripheral, you know, the Pringles, the Robinsons, the Hardmans are going to step up and make plays like this, then the Chiefs are a hard out. We've always said that the Chiefs are a hard out because their offense, if it comes alive, you know, can score on you at will. You know, and that's exactly what happened today. The offense came alive and scored on them at will. Um, I don't ever want to see McCole Hardman running a wildcat ever again you know for as long as i am i don't ever need to see the ball out of patrick (laughs) mahomes's hands like that unless maybe you're giving it to travis kelsey and if you really have to run that wildcat then do it with byron pringle or even Jarek mckinnon i mean Jarek mckinnon is the most dynamic athlete we have in the running back room i'm not saying that he's a better all-around running back than clyde but as far as just a dynamic athlete his entire career Jarek mckinnon has been a very dynamic, you know, top tier athlete at his position. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, if he if if Jerry McKinnon's been healthy his whole career, his career has a whole lot different trajectory than it, than it is right now, where he's on a one year prove it deal, you know, and injured for most of the year. Um, and when he's healthy, Jerry McKinnon is a top tier running back in this league. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field, you know. And moving forward. If he's if he's on the field for this entire playoff run, then that's just an, that's another weapon, you know, that the Chiefs have. That's a mismatch, you know. You you don't want 
you don't want a linebacker trying to cover Jerry McKinnon out of the backfield. That's that's a mismatch, you know, seven days a week, you know, you know, all day long. You know, I would just pick on that. And we saw today the Chiefs, the Chiefs used Jared McKinnon as a mismatch in the passing game, and it worked like a charm, you know. And so I, I would ride that hot hand, you know, throughout this playoff run. Uh, if Clyde's back, that's great. But this this gives us an option where there's no need to rush him back if he's not 100%. You know what I mean? You don't have to start him next week if he's only going to be 70% and not and, and not at you know, full capacity. Well, and if they can get all of these running backs on the field, like, you know, Buffalo now heading into next week, Buffalo is going to be dialing some things up defensively for Jarek McKinnon. Like heading into this game, they're going to be like, they're going to look at the impact that he had in this game and say, okay, we got to stop Jarek McKinnon because the way they're utilizing him. So that gives the Chiefs more room too if they have a healthy Clyde and a healthy Daryl. Like, okay, we can do all kinds of stuff with these guys now. We can put we can put two or three of these guys on the field at the same time and, and have the defense really questioning what we're trying to do here. Uh, another thing that I think was huge for this offense in this game was that you know Tyree Kill – didn't have a massive impact, but he had the long touchdown. And I think that's huge for this team. Just having him in there and, and having him actually be able to catch one of those long balls from Mahomes for a score. And he had the touchdown uh, a few plays before that, before the uh, Najee Harris fumble that was overturned. They said he was down at the goal line. So Mahomes went back out and said, okay, I, I got to get Tyreek a, a touchdown here. So this is the Patrick Mahomes touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. Position. Rush. Mahomes, he's going deep downfield. Wide open. Kelsey, 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 missed practice time because he was on the COVID list. And so he, the first matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was on a limited snap count. I, I don't know how COVID actually like affected him personally, but obviously it was an issue heading into that game and the chiefs were worried about his snaps. So he didn't play that much in that game. And then down the stretch, Tyree kill had the heel injury and, and we've just seen him kind of be quiet over the last three weeks to a month of the season. He's going to be huge in the playoffs for them. Obviously it, it, it goes without me saying that Tyree kill is going to have a massive impact on this offense, but they need Tyree kill. They need Travis Kelsey. Like we just saw that fantastic touchdown. Uh, they, they need those guys. They need their hall of fame caliber players to go on another super bowl run. These things aren't easy, Rocky. We're talking about trying to do this for a third straight time. They need those hall of fame caliber players to be healthy and ready to make plays. So it was fantastic just to see both of them be able to do that tonight. Oh, it was great to see both of them do that tonight, especially, you know, Tyreek Hill's caught a lot of flack this season about, oh, he's not the same explosive player that he used to be. Well, he's getting bracketed, you know, almost nonstop, and they're playing, they're playing cover two zone on him. So, of course, he's taking the underneath, you know, routes and catches. Um, and it was good just to see him take the top off of somebody. Um, I think that it reminded – a lot of people, hopefully, you know, around the league that that he still is who he's always been, and you got to respect that speed, or else he's going to kill you on one play. You know, if you don't, you, you you have to bracket him, and if you bracket him, then what are you going to do about Kelsey? You know what I mean? If you're bracketing Tyreek Hill, then you're leaving you're leaving an underneath route, you know, to D. Robert Pringle or Hardman or something like that. Um, and so even when when Hill's not catching the ball, he's having an impact you know, on the opposing team's defense. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I mean, it's hard to build a dynasty. It's hard to be one of those teams that goes to, like you said, three straight championship games. And when you look back on history and you name players who were a part of that, they're guys who show up in the playoff rounds, you know. So, you know, without, with you know, without a question, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, you know, that's your nucleus on offense and they have to be the back, the ones that you ride, you know, because they're the ones that are most reliable. If you guys are listening to us on the podcast, I do want to let you know, we will not have an arrowhead drive tomorrow morning. 
Normally, we do them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to make sure you're up to date on all the Chiefs news that you need. But we will not have one since we had a late night game. We're going to let this post game show carry over. So we hope that you guys listen to that. Please subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. But no Arrowhead Drive tomorrow morning. We will have it for you first thing Wednesday morning as we're getting ready for the Chiefs to take on the Buffalo Bills on Sunday evening. But I want to talk about this defense for a second before we get out of here. They were lights out again tonight. And the first time the chiefs played the Buffalo bills was in week five of the season. They lost that game 38 to 20. Uh, Josh Allen had a monster football game and just carved up the chiefs defense. That was obviously a long time ago and, and a very different chiefs defense. That was when the chiefs defense was on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history through five weeks of the season. Then they acquired Melvin Ingram and this thing really turned around and uh, a big, a key note here that we haven't even mentioned Rashad Fenton was added to the injury report late today and then wound up not playing in this game. Rashad Fenton's obviously been a huge cornerback for them, huge playmaker for them all season long. So we hope that he is healthy heading into this game because they're going to need him against the Buffalo Bills. But this Chiefs defense is very different than the defense that they faced all the way back in week five of the NFL season. And they were good tonight. They did let up a little bit down the stretch, but it's like when you put up that many points, you're like, I don't even care. Like whatever you let, let the Steelers get some garbage time touchdowns. It's fine. It doesn't affect me any, unless you're gambling on the game or something like that. They were putting plenty of pressure on Ben Roethlisberger all night. It helps that Ben Roethlisberger is out here throwing balloons downfield and they just have no velocity and they take forever to get there. So that's a big help to the defensive backs. That's obviously going to be very different with Josh Allen. Josh Allen can throw the football just like Patrick Mahomes can. He can throw it off platform, every different angle you can possibly think of. And this is setting up to possibly be like one of the best games of the NFL playoffs. Divisional round is the best round of the playoffs, hands down, Rocky, because we've eliminated those wild card teams that were fringe playoff teams to begin with. And the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers did not make a good case for them even being in the playoffs today. But we've eliminated those bad teams that barely snuck into the playoffs. And now we're talking about teams that are championship caliber football teams when we head into the divisional round. And that's what you're getting in the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are that team where you've got all your doubters for the Tennessee Titans who wound up with the number one overall seed in the AFC. I'm a Tennessee Titans doubter. I don't believe in the Titans whatsoever, even if they get Derrick Henry back. I just do not believe in them offensively. It comes down to this game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion, on who is going to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. I think that it's Bills or Chiefs. Um, I'm a Tennessee Titans doubter as well. Um, never have been a believer in them. Um, Prove me wrong since at some point, and then maybe I'll change my mind. But history has proven that, that when given the opportunity, the Tennessee Titans are going to choke in the playoffs, and they're not going to play well. Um with that being said, the Bills are a whole different beast. Uh, the Bills' offensive line is ten times better than the than the Steelers' offensive line. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line at times is Swiss cheese, which hats off to the defense. You know they ran through those Swiss cheese holes and got sacks and put pressure on Ben Roethlisberger all day long. You know, but they're going to have a harder time. We're going to need Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones uh, to real and Frank Clark really to put pressure on Josh Allen because Josh Allen is prone to making mistakes if you can put consistent pressure on him. He's athletic. He can get outside the pocket. He can make all the throws. But he also is a bit of a gambler. He'll try to fit balls in that he can't, you know, when he's under pressure. And so you got it. It all starts with the front four next weekend. Um, hats off to our secondary today. Even though, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was throwing balloons out there, you know, and it was – I mean, I mean, they were just they're, – they were bad. I mean, Ben – God bless you, but you should have retired after the end of last year. Um, but our our cornerbacks had a better read on the ball than the Steelers wide receivers did today on anything that was over 10 yards. Um, so I thought Trevarius Ward and Willie, I mean, and, and Legarius Sneed, um, you know, they played lights out, you know, for 99% of the game. So 
I think there's a case to be made that the Bills and the Chiefs are, are both really, really similar football teams where, you know, this Buffalo Bills team lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars at one point this season, and their offense looked bad at, at times this year, but they've both turned things on at the right time. So this is going to be a powerhouse football game. I It's going to be between two of the NFL's best young quarterbacks, and Brian Dable is a fantastic offensive coordinator who's probably going to be a head coach after this season, and Andy Reid. They're, they're two of the most creative offensive play callers in the game today. So this is setting up to be a, a total powerhouse matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills. I'm excited for it, Kansas City. I know you guys are excited for it. I know Rocky's excited for it. We're going to have you covered all week long at arrowheadpride.com. So make sure you are tuned into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing. If you leave us a five-star review, Pete Sweeney will read those five-star reviews on Tuesday's editor show. So make sure you get that taken care of. If you want your review read by Pete Sweeney, um, make sure you're locked in tomorrow afternoon. We will have Out of Structure with Ron Kopp and Matt Stagner. They will break down the entire Chiefs performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will also take your questions in their Chiefs mailbag. Again, no Arrowhead Drive tomorrow morning, but we will have it available for you again early, early Wednesday morning. Make sure that is there and ready for you on your drive to work. Stay locked in. We got you covered at Arrowhead Pride. Uh, please follow Rocky Magania on Twitter. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Let's all go have a drink. Let's celebrate. The Chiefs survived in advance. It's on to the divisional round against the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk to you soon, Chiefs fans. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. VAN29.com. After the Chiefs' dominating wild card win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, pass rusher Frank Clark, and running back Jarek McKinnon. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, then Travis Kelsey, then Frank Clark, and we'll finish things up with Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Um, Clyde. Uh was really the only one, excuse me, that couldn't uh, couldn't play tonight. Um, again, he's making progress, but not quite there yet. Uh, everybody else finished the game, and uh, we should be should be fine. Chris Jones came out; he just his helmet came down and hit him in the eye, and so our bottom bone him. Anyways, he got hit in the eye. Um, the fans, listen, the fans were again phenomenal tonight. Um, Pittsburgh travels well, their fans do. So um, it's a, it was a good challenge for for our fans, and and they um, they drowned him out. <clears throat> um, it was an honor to um, coach against Ben in his last game. Uh, I'm happy for him. He he's been a two-time champion, future Hall of Famer, uh, done a great job in this league, representing this league. So, um, and I know he'll do the same when he when he's done here. Uh, whatever direction he goes, I, I was joking our guys that he probably needs to take some time off. He's been playing for 18 years, take a little time off and rest up and and get himself back and and do whatever he's going to do. He'll be great at it. Um, proud of our 
players, our coaches, uh, for the job that they did. We understand this is a first step, but it was the most important game today. And uh, and that's the way our guys handled it. And so now we get ready for a good Buffalo team uh, that's coming in here um, Sunday, 5.30 our time. Um, I know Arrowhead will be be rocking here. And, um, and we'll, we'll have a good week of preparation and get ourselves ready to. Well, that time's yours. First to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, um, what told you that Jarek McKinnon would respond the way he did in his first game as a, a the full-time featured back? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, listen, he gives you all kinds of confidence uh, just by the way he handles himself. He's a confident guy. He works hard, takes care of himself, um, smart. So you felt like if he had – he's a good athlete. Uh, so you felt like if he got in there, he'd – he do a good job. He's he can catch the football. He can run it. He's got good vision. So it was good to get him in there. He's a good kid. All right. All right. And I saw you uh, talking to Roethlisberger after the game. What what did you say to him there? Yeah, just uh, it's been an honor. Basically the same thing I just mentioned to you guys. Just honor to coach against him. Wish him the best down the road. Um, whatever venture he chooses to take. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Good Herbie. Coach, there was a play there, um, it looked like a wildcat formation, and then obviously uh, that led to the Steelers' first touchdown. Given the, the results of that play, well, what did you say to the team after that to keep them focused and then also to energize them the rest of the game? You know what, Herbie, I didn't have to say much. I mean, they they knew. Um, the players know better than anybody when there's a screw-up. So, um, But they bared down. Nobody was hanging their head. They just said, let's go, and let's. we need to up the – amp it up here a little bit and that's what what they ended up doing let's go next to aaron Ladd. go ahead aaron hey coach specific to travis kelsey that this is four straight postseason games over 100 yards especially when you all were kind of sputtering to start off uh, the first quarter how does he settle you all or, or, or what does he bring to your offense that, that helps you all reach another level yeah so he, he's a i mean he's a great player and um <clears throat> It's just a matter of getting him the football and he'll do his thing. He's always, he stays positive on everything and he's a good leader. He's one of the captains, playoff captains that we have. And um, he's voted on that by his teammates. So when he talks, they listen. And when he gets rolling, they, they like watching. So he's a, he does a nice job. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Hey, coach, took you guys a, a few drives to get going. Uh, what was your rhyme or reason there and, and what turned the page for you, you think? Well, I'll tell you, I, I thought the defense just played <clears throat> awesome football tonight. So, uh, especially starting that that game the way they uh, that the, that we did with uh, uh, with holding them and giving us the ball back, even though our offense didn't, it, it sputtered just a little bit at the beginning. So, um, but I felt like we we were presenting problems to to their offense, and uh, my hat goes out to Spags to his coaches. Um, and the players, I mean, they're the D line. It all starts with them and, uh, they were playing their tails off. So against the run and the pass, and then the offense, we kind of figured it out and, and got going, did a little bit better than what we were doing, uh, early. So let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Andy. I have two questions. Um, when it comes to Patrick, just. What do you appreciate most about how he's grown throughout his postseason career? And then secondly, given the fact that you guys have so many creative plays, I just wonder in a playoff setting what that does for a lot of guys on the team, whether it's Nick Allegretti, Byron Pringle, uh, Travis, of course, how it sort of keeps everybody connected uh, when you have those type of plays. Yeah, well, I guess the best thing, Nate, is that they you can see them celebrate when, they, when somebody else has success. Uh, they're all happy for him. As far as Patrick goes, he had a – he had a tremendous night tonight, um, and it didn't start off perfect. So the thing that is so great about him is that he doesn't let things get to him. I mean, he just keeps keeps firing when needed, keeps leading all the time, even when things aren't working well for him or for somebody else. Um, he's gonna he's got an innate ability to uh, to lead other guys, and they they're willing to listen to him and. And uh, then he, he ends up with these plays that you, that we're lucky to have here and lucky to see. 
go next to Sam McDowell, go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, how much, to just to that point, does just having Patrick, I mean, you're never comfortable, of course, on the sideline, but how much does it sort of put any nerves at ease when, when he's the guy leading you when things aren't going well, like maybe in the first quarter there? Yeah, so I'd probably just say the same thing there, Sam, that, that um, he, he's a tremendous leader. Um, I, it, it, there, there is a calm to it to answer your question. There, uh, you know, when somebody's hanging their head or moping around, that's never, <clears throat> that's never a positive thing, especially if you're in a leadership position. So um, he doesn't, he never goes that direction. I appreciate that. Um, and it doesn't matter if he makes a mistake or somebody else makes a mistake. He, he goes, we're coming back and going to, you know, get after you. So very positive that way. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach, Travis has been talking to us for a few years that he wanted to get a touchdown pass under his belt. Uh, how long have they, the guys been working on that play, and, and how long has Travis been out to, to, to be able to run that play? Well, you know, his pass record is terrible, so I was just looking for a completion. Um, well, we we end up with a touchdown, but he, he uh, struggled to get those before, but he sure did a nice job with that one. And it wasn't, it didn't end up the way it was necessarily supposed to end up, but uh, the touchdown was, was great. So he, uh, the, they played a little bit different look on him, but he hung with it and threw through some seams there and made a nice, nice touch pass. We've got time for two more. We'll take Todd and then Harold. Go ahead, Todd Palmer. Uh, hey, Andy, I just wanted to get your uh you know impression there after the way the the first half the first quarter went um how important was kelsey's touchdown there at the end when he got free for that 48 yarder to take it from a 14 7 game to a two score game and, and the way that you guys just finished with three touchdowns in the last 550 do you think that took the steam out of the steelers yeah i i don't know about that i mean they had halftime right there we were in a two-minute drill and um and our guys guys did a great job with that the, the assistant coaches an EB take care of all that. And they did a great job with that. And so um, for us to even be able to get in that position for that play to happen was great. And then Trav working through the coverage, did a great job with that. O-line had, you know, protect, they knew we were throwing the ball and I thought the O-line did a, did a nice job of keeping the guys off, off bat. Go last to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Andy, you want to get more specific into the defense. At one point, the at the end of the third quarter, it was 470 to 118 yards disparity. Just more about the defense and just what they're able to do. Ben Roethlisberger gets the ball out so quick, but yet you pressure them even less than that 2.5 seconds he usually gets the ball out at. Yeah, no, he um, he does get the ball out quick, and <clears throat> so that's a challenge for the guys up front. I mean, you got to have a relentless mentality uh, going when you come into play against him. And the hits are as important as the sacks um, to get him to try to move his feet. Now he's a pretty stable guy back there. He does. He's he's hard to knock off his feet and get his feet out of alignment. But he, um, our guys stayed after it, and um, and I I, don't know, I thought our defense played tremendous. I thought we were uh, we were aggressive on the back end. We were aggressive front end. The linebackers did a great job of tackling. So. Uh, just all around and scheme wise, you know, Spags put together a great game plan and the guys executed it. His coaches coached it up. It was, a, it was a good look. Hey, Patrick, uh, what have you seen from Jarek McKinnon, maybe in practice last week that told you he was going to have a big game for you guys today? And uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah. Um, first off, I've seen it from training camp on that he's a, he's a playmaker. I mean, there's a reason that he's been a, a playmaker in this league for the last few years here. So um, obviously he dealt with injury in his career, but and he dealt with a little bit of injury this season. Um, but he's kept his mindset right. He's kept working hard. And uh, I knew uh, with some other guys kind of being down and dinged up that he would step in and fill in nicely. Okay. And uh, you've had some uh, big games against the Bills the last couple of years. Um you both had big scoring games this week. And what do you expect in next weekend when you play those guys? Yeah, I mean, you expect a really good football team that's going to play uh, play really hard. Uh, I mean, we're, we're expecting a fight. We're expecting a battle. Um, they have a great offense, great defense, great special teams. And uh, we played them in the AFC Championship game last year. 
Um, and we know that uh, it's going to be another another fight for us if we want to try to move on to the AFC Championship game this year. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, and Brad, I'll have a couple things. Um, was there any talk on, on the sideline at all, obviously, that the start of the game didn't go the way you wanted it to? And we've heard in the past that, that you've tried to, to rally the guys and just keep them calm. What, did you say anything to them at any point tonight? I think we all were kind of talking. I think we were all pissed off at ourselves. We felt like we weren't playing with enough energy. We felt like we weren't executing at a high enough level um, and, and not playing with enough urgency. And so I thought guys really motivated themselves. We all kind of talked. It wasn't like one person talking. It was everybody talking to each other. Um, and we came with a different urgency starting in that second quarter and kind of carried it the rest of the, the rest of the game. The other thing is just to follow on that. Do you feel like your past postseason experience helps you stay in that mindset for a game like tonight? Yeah, I mean, just experiences of, of being able to come from behind and get wins, um, playing in the postseason games. Um, we have young dudes that hadn't played yet, and so they, they got to get that experience this week. And then you have those vets that have been in here before, and they you showed that today with how Tyreek and Trav stepped up in big big ways to kind of get us sparked and get, a, get us rolling again. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Patrick, tonight we saw some deep looks kind of open up again. Uh, it, you know, Travis Kelsey throws a touchdown. Nick Allegretti has a touchdown. Uh, it really felt like for the first time in a while you guys were having fun again. How critical was uh, is that for you in your playoff hopes to kind of feel that way uh, again? Yeah, I mean, we got to be diverse. Um, in the playoffs, teams get a little bit more aggressive. Um, obviously, they played a little bit more single city middle, especially towards the end of the second quarter. And we showed that we can always be explosive. That's, that's who we are. We we're going to make big plays happen if we get the looks. Um, and I think over this season, we've, we've learned to be patient as well. And so uh, to be able to do both of those things is what it's going to take in order for us to get where we want to get to. Let's go next to Vahe. Good Vahe. Hey, Patrick, uh, Brad, I'll have a follow-up also. Uh, Patrick, just could you take us through Nick Allegretti's touchdown a, a little bit? And, uh, and I'm sure you'll like to share what the play was called. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a special play designed for him. It was, uh, I think he was the fourth read on that play. Um, I thought uh, Burton was kind of the first read. He did a great job of actually going in front of that de defensive end um, to kind of give me room to, to to throw. And then it was Kelsey. Then it was the guy on the back end line. And we kind of just tell Allegretti that he can kind of leak out late, not thinking that we're ever going to throw it to him. And I think it was funny because in practice this week, I threw it to him and I, because everyone else was covered. And I was like, I wasn't trying to. It just happened. And, of course, it happens in the game exactly the same way. <laughs> the other thing, too, is I wonder, can you critique uh, uh, Travis's first uh, TD pass there? The well, there's not threw. much to, to, to critique. I mean, he, he he slid in the pocket. He made a little – he dropped his arm down, made a little sidearm throw. If anything, if, if it wouldn't have scored, I'd been a little upset because I, I thought I was open in the flat. Um, but uh, they told him not to throw me the ball. Um, so I'll have to talk to Coach Reed about that and maybe it'd be the second option there. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. Uh, given that it's the playoffs, just can you describe what the conversation is like between you, EB, Andy, even Mike Kafka about getting to those creative plays and, and sort of how you set those things up and just how do you try to relay it to the guys but obviously keep them aware that uh, the play doesn't work if you obviously don't execute it at a high level? Yeah, um, I thought we had great communication today, especially after the first quarter and we saw the different coverages that they were playing. We kind of settled in of, of how we were going to attack it. Uh, they were rolling different coverages, trying to change up the looks, a lot of zone pressures and then dropping back into into either man or, or zone places. Um, and so we did a great job of figuring that out and then executing the rest of the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite time of the year, the playoffs, because because those guys, Coach Reed, EB, uh, Kafka, they go in and they go into the, the arsenal of, of finding these plays that that we that we've kind of haven't ran the entire season that that go off the stuff that we we've, we've done so far and so uh, to be in the game and get to see the game plan when you come in on that on that Monday Tuesday uh, it makes you super excited for the game on uh, Sunday. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Patrick, a lot of people are going to talk about the five touchdowns in about ten minutes and thirty seconds. What does that feel like? A lot of teams really can't replicate that. What does it feel like when y'all are in that zone and scoring at will? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, when you have guys that are just making plays and you're throwing – I throw a little uh, check down route to Kelsey and he runs for like 40, and then you kind of get the momentum going. And you got guys that when they get one-on-one, -on -one, they're scoring touchdowns. It, it's, a, it's a great feeling as a quarterback because when you look at the guy that you kind of want to want to throw it to and they're wide open, uh, you, all you have to do is uh, make the throw and let, and let him make the catch. So it's definitely a great feeling. We'll go last to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Well, I'll wrap it up with this, Travis. I have a Patrick. 
Ben Roethlisberger, obviously things like his last last game here. I don't know if you got a chance to share with him anything after the game, but just the conversations with him and that, and just uh, seeing him go an 18 year veteran go out like that. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a tremendous player that I have a ton of respect, respect for the way he plays the game, uh, the competitor that he is. Um, you can't take that stuff for granted. I mean, to be able to battle to the very end every single year, he's won, he's won Super Bowls. Um, I mean, he, he's a, he's a guy that I've watched growing up and uh, I have a ton of respect for him. And uh, that's what I told him is that uh, if this is his last game, uh, he did it the right way. And, uh, and everybody knows that and, and we'll uh, show him a ton of respect uh, going out there. Yes, it's it's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, mom? I'm glad you made it. Now, yeah, I know. I actually made it at, at a disappointing Tampa game. This was an elation to see you get a touchdown in a playoff game. I mean, oh, my gosh, how good did that feel? How good did that feel after all these years? Oh, man, to finally throw a touchdown like I used to tell my mom when I was like five years old, I was going to eventually throw a touchdown in the National Football League. Uh, I finally got it done. It only took me nine years. That's a good question, though, Mom. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's so fun, and that's what makes sports so great because you can be depressed in the morning and elated in the evening. So <laughs> There you go. Glad, glad I could put a smile on your face. Love you, Mom. Yeah, you too. Love you, too. She's the best, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And we'll go next to Sam McDowell. Good luck following that up. Go ahead, Sam. Well, now now I've got two questions. Um, Travis, uh, did you just now find out that uh, that she made the game? Uh, I mean, I had a, I, I knew she was going to try and make both of them. Um, but you know, just uh, seeing her as, as happy she is right now um, makes it makes everything awesome, man. It makes it makes playing this game and. Uh, having big dreams, all worth it, man. Because uh, we went out there and had a whole lot of fun today. And uh, what better way to do it than in front of family, man? And the second one's going to seem kind of lame in comparison, but um, how much more at ease do you guys feel on the sideline uh, considering what you've done in past postseasons and you've got that history of coming back and out of situations like you fell into tonight offensively? Yeah, I mean, we got we to gotta start faster. We got to be able to move the ball early on. Our defense did a great job. Uh, the entire, really the entire game, but the entire first half of uh, not giving up any points, not really giving up any first downs or anything. And it, it's just, you know, as an offense, we got to be able to capitalize and make sure that we're, we're putting up points early uh, to just, you know, make sure that we give ourselves a chance at the end. Um, but we got to roll in. And uh, I think in years, uh, the, the earlier years, um, the growing and uh, just the, just earning that confidence uh, year in, year out. Uh, it's never a, a, a doubt on the sideline that we can do it. Thanks to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Travis, I know you've been appreciative of Patrick ever since he became a starter, but starting another postseason run in this way with five touchdowns, seemingly getting everybody involved, uh, just what's it been like for you to sort of watch him continue to develop, um, particularly knowing how poorly you guys started and how well you all finished? I mean, it's just, it's it's a blast coming into work every single day, every single day with the guy. He's a, uh, He's the ultimate competitor, um, a guy that you want with the ball in his hands, you know, in the beginning and when it and when it counts. And um, he, you know, just how he uh, he goes about being a pro, and 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 that's where really he takes the game to the next level. Is he's nonstop trying to learn, trying to figure out defenses, trying to trying to figure out uh, you know just to, how to have an upper hand in certain situations. Um, and that's what really makes this offense go. And and, and it's one five, and um, you know, it's a good start, but obviously, you know, we're uh, we're looking to do a lot more. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Travis, you talked about your uh, your touchdown pass, but you also had that big touchdown catch at the end of the first half. Um, which one of those two, as time goes on, you think you'll value more? And, uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Um, it'll probably be the touchdown pass just because you don't get every an opportunity every single week to, to throw the ball. Um, and I, I thought I exhausted my opportunities uh, when I threw a pick in – New York a few years ago and and last year in Tampa I I threw uh, an incompletion so I didn't I didn't think I was going to get another opportunity but uh, shout out to coach Reed for still having some faith in me all right and um, what, what told you that Jarek McKinnon what have you seen from him that told you he was going to respond the way he did in his first game as the the featured back tonight man he was uh he just brings the energy he runs his tail off um every single week 
every time he gets the ball, you know, he's he's nonstop downhill aggressive runner. And that's uh that's that's fun to play with. That's fun to, you know, block for. You know, you got the upper hand when you got a guy back there with his ability and his talent. Um, and sure enough, you saw it on showcase tonight, both in the uh, run game and in the pass game. Got three more. We'll go right down the last ring with Todd Palmer. Good Todd. Uh, hey, Travis, two things. Um, first, how often have you reminded uh, Andy Reid and company that you were uh, an all Lake Erie League quarterback? And Brad, I'll have a follow up if I can. I don't think I've ever had the had the cojones to ever tell Coach Reed <laughs> that I was a high school uh, all league player. That um, that really doesn't mean much at this level. But he um, he knew that it, that I could throw the ball since uh, since the day first day I got there. So um, it just took me a while to finally get a completion. And you guys have obviously faced the Bills in the AFC Championship game last year and earlier this year. Um, you know, what? what's it going to take to kind of turn around the result, uh, you know, and, and, you know, maybe avoid a slow start like you had today as well as they're playing right now? Yeah, we got we to gotta put up points. That's the biggest thing. They got a, a great offense. Their defense is stellar, very stout. They play great together. Um, we're just going to have to come out and, and, and make plays offensively. We got to put up points to give ourselves a chance against a team like this. Last two, Matt Derrick and then Harold. Go ahead, Matt. All right, Travis, I got to exhaust you one more time on the touchdown pass. Um, coach said that you actually had to make an adjustment. That's not how that play was actually designed, that you had to make a little bit of a read there. And, and secondly, um, what do you remember about your last touchdown pass against uh, Connecticut, I think it was? Yeah, the uh, well, I'll talk about that Connecticut one. I mean, that was just a uh, it was it was a tight end throwback to the quarterback. It is I, I caught one, caught a pass uh, lateral, like it was a uh, like it was a bubble screen or something. Then I tossed it right back to the quarterback on the other side of the field. Um, that was about every bit of excitement that I had today, uh, trying to trying to throw the ball to Pringle. Um, I don't. I, I was told to not read the defense at all and to just trust it. Uh, so I don't know which which part you're talking about. I actually got to read it out because last time I read it out, I threw a pick against New, New York. So I, get, I, get, I got the no read clause. Do not read it out. You got one guy to throw it to. And we'll go last to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. I know you can't hear me. We're all laughing up here on that. But, hey, 470 yards, so 118 yards. You outgained Pittsburgh after the end of three quarters. And then also six straight possessions, six touchdowns offensively. Just – do you feel like you have that complete effort from this team that you need the most going forward into the playoffs after that performance that you just did? I mean, yeah, we got we got some good momentum there at the end of the game. I think uh, every game, every week is brand new, though. I'm, I'm not thinking about this one. Um, we're moving on, and we're we're focusing in on the uh, the Buffalo Bills, who, who um, got us pretty good last time we played them. So, uh, just motivated and, and and excited to get to play another week in the National Football League. And um, yeah, Arrowhead, we need you rocking, baby. Sorry, I had a little trouble with the unmute button. Um, you know, Frank, you guys obviously played really well against the Steelers the first time around. I mean, did you know going into this one you'd have to match their intensity early, though, since it was Ben's last game and things kind of get ratcheted up in the playoffs anyway? And what allowed you guys to do that? Um, yeah, you know, honestly, we just went into the game. I'm just focused on one thing, and I was just winning, um, executing on our own behalf and, you know, just getting the job done. We know we had just played them over like two weeks ago. And, um, you know, it was a fresh turnaround. So a lot of things, you know, the key on those things is just, you know, um, going into the game and not having the same mindset as the previous game. So not thinking, you know, we beat them, you know, by 30 points or whatever it was, you know, it's going to be a walk, you know, it's going to be a walkthrough. It's going to be an easy one, little, you know, walk through the park. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a professional sport. We are on the highest stage of um, a professional sport, the playoffs. And, um, you know, it just it's just everyone's going to give their best. And, you know, whether it's, you know, his last game or not, you know, he's a competitor. So, and that's what he gets paid to do is to compete. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Frank, congratulations on the win. And Brad, I'll have two questions here. Um, obviously, a lot of talk, this might be Ben Roethlisberger's last game. I was wondering, as a competitor, what did you say to him at the end of the game? And I'll have a second one after this. Um, honestly, I didn't say nothing to him. I mean... I mean, <laughs> that's just me. I mean, I honestly, uh, I, I've been playing seven years in this league. Um, my first sack was on Ben Roethlisberger in my, my career, honestly. So, um, you know, I honestly didn't say nothing to him. I wish him all, nothing but the best, though. Um, he's been a hell of a competitor, has, has had a hell of a career, you know, been watching him since I was in high school. So, 
you know, um, always been a great competitor. And, you know, I wish him the best, but on to the next. And the second question, Frank, obviously um, having a game like this, how much does this help you guys set up mentally knowing that you have the Bills coming in again next week and especially what happened in week five? Yeah, it's just another team that's holding us back from going to the AFC Championship and um, to the Super Bowl. Um, we just got to go out there and compete, you know, execute. I believe execution is going to be important. It's going to be um, one of the main keys to victory is executing our assignments, going out there and competing to the best of our abilities and just giving our best. You know, if you give your all, you know, you're never upset with the result at the end. So giving our best, I, I believe that's one thing we got to do to change the outcome that happened last time. Let's give our best. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Frank, a couple things. Um, you talked a minute ago, you, you couldn't, you, you guys tried to put out of your minds that what happened against the Steelers last time, you guys kind of won a lopsided game. Is it that easy? I mean, how, how do you guys keep your edge in a situation like this where you just beat this team um, as easily as you did a few weeks ago? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. I mean, honestly, you just got to go into, you going to work, you know, to start the weekend. You know, when you find out who your opponent is at the, at the end of the week, you know, the regular season, you know, we find out, okay, we're playing the Steelers again. You know, the first thing, you know, that came to my mind was just like, you know, it's the shift. It's that switch, you know, um, you know, it's playoff football. You know, I'm the first guy I'm playing against. I'm playing against a veteran, especially in the playoffs, a guy who's won. He's won a lot in the playoffs. He's won the Super Bowl. He's a, you know, this, this guy has been in multiple runners to be an MVP. Um, you know, he has a, a great skill set of receivers around him. One of the best um, young running backs in the league. And um, he has all the tools. You know, you can look at one game and say, well, they could have had a rough game. You know, the first game we played them or, you know, you just watch how things started off in that game. And, you know, it was, it was quick. We got them pretty fast. So, you know, it's hard to gauge and judge things off, you know, how, how things went sometimes. But, when you, you know, you fast forward and go into this game and, you know, my thing is just starting off, you know, you give somebody that respect, you you respect, you know, what they've done, what they do. And, um you know, and you get on the field and you just go out there and compete and give your best. And um, I feel like that's what we did as a team, as a, as a group, um, you know, guys everywhere across the field from defense all the way from, you know, the safeties on down to the D line and offense, um, Pat. He um he led the guys. That boy Jet Jet was out there. He ran the ball very good today. Jet McKinnon um both passing and running um um everybody else. The O line did a terrific job. Um you know holding it down against one of the the best rushing team in the NFL. I believe they had 55 sacks on the season um to lead the league again. And um uh, you know for them to give up what two sacks today, I believe that's a a, a W for us. Um honestly so. You know, just just the, it's the it's the little things you know that we did all around. Special teams, they played a great game today. Um, um, special teams, primarily, um, what was it? Punt return and kick return. Our punt return and kick return teams did a great job. I believe this is probably one of the best games they played all season. Um, and why not it be you know the first round of the playoffs? Okay, and um, you get the Bills again next week. You had you've had some interesting games against them the last couple of years. They scored a bunch yesterday. You guys scored a bunch today. What do you expect in next week against Josh Allen and that team? Um, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a it's gonna be a great battle in the Midwest. You know, every time we play them, it seems to be you know it, it, big lights. It, 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 all the cameras gonna come out. You know, you you watching. That really, you know, you say the best of the best at young guys. You got, you know, Josh Allen. You got, you know, Pat on our side. And you know, these are two of the best guys in the league. You know, but you, you say the two best young quarterbacks in the league today. And you, I, I, I say ninety nine percent of the people in the world is gonna say Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. So, you know, it's in, it's always good when you you got those two guys competing against each other, and then you got the teams respectively competing each, uh, against each other. So it's going to be fun. You know, us as a defense is going to be a great challenge. You know, um, we're able to go out there and compete against one of the best in the league um, on both sides. So, you know, it's going to be a great challenge, you know. Hey, appreciate the time here. Patrick was just telling us, like he told us again in, in training camp, that he felt like you were a playmaker that was really going to unlock their uh, their offense. What allowed you to be so successful today, in your opinion? Uh, just the opportunity, uh, you know, my teammates believing in me, coaches believing in me, and, um, you know, everybody just playing with one another. Uh, you know, I feed off those guys and, you know, just keep it going. So it's great to be out there. Next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Derek. By my count, I think you had 142 yards from scrimmage today. 
you've had big games like that before, but you know, it's been over four years. What, how emotional was it for you today to, to have this kind of game after all that you've been through? Um, you know, I did an interview in camp and I said something along the lines like, um, you know, every day you have something to prove in this league. And, um, you know, I knew that I would get a little bit more opportunities than I have, you know, in the other games that we played or that I've been up. And, um, you know, I just wanted to prove, you know, to, you know, my teammates, my coaches that I can get the job done. And, um, you know, my teammates allowed me to do that tonight. Next to Lila with Kansas Star. Good, Lila. You know, you, you mentioned kind of, you know, back in training camp, you had signed with Kansas City to be able to, you know, compete, you know, in big games at this time of year. Just kind of what did it mean to you? What were the emotions to be able to play such a, you know, big role in a, you know, game like this to open the playoffs? Um, you know, emotions always run high, uh, especially in the playoff game. And, um, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. And, um, you know, more opportunities you get, uh, you got to take advantage of those things. And, um, you know, I feel like I did so tonight. And, uh, you know, my teammates helped me along the way. We'll go last two, Adam. And then go ahead, Adam. Hey, Jarek. Um, as Matt said earlier, it's been a long time since you've had a big game like you had tonight. You've been through a lot with the knee injuries and all that. What told you, if you stuck with it, you were going to come through on the other side and have a big game like this? Um, you know, you mentioned the two knee injuries. Um you know, when you when you get in a place like that and, you know, you're just fighting and battling back, um, you know, the only thing you could do is just, you know, put your head down and keep working. And, um, you know, knowing in the back of your mind that, you know, one day that work is going to pay off. And um, I got the opportunity tonight. And, you know, the hard work that I put in, in the past years to overcome everything, you know, it shows. I'm going to go last to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Jarek, with a Derek, with a Daryl Williams Limited in practice the last week, how much work did you get with the first team offense to help set you up for this opportunity of tonight? Yeah, I got a, a pretty significant amount. Uh, you know, Daryl practice, uh, DG practice, we all switched in. Um, you know, coaches, G. Lou, they, they do a good job at switching everybody in, getting, getting reps with different teams, uh, different people. And, um, you know, it paid off. I, I think, you know, that running back group that we have is very deep and it's been showing all year. You know, Clyde, Dirty, DG, uh, myself, you know, we all able to make plays when called upon. And um, it's helped us along the way.